Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Hamlet podcast with me, your host, Connor Hanretty. I must confess I actually planned to make this bonus episode in honour of John Barton when he passed away in January of 2018. I did not, however, want to write about him directly after having dedicated an episode to Peter Hall. The work that these two titans achieved over the course of their decades of collaboration is monumental, but for the sake of balance I thought I'd space them out. John Bernard A.D. Barton was born in 1928. He studied at Eton and at Cambridge, where he developed something of a reputation for playing several of the older male characters in Shakespeare. A life of academia might have awaited him had he not been led astray, as it were, by another young director by the name of Peter Hall, who brought him on board to be a part of the new company he was pushing for as director of the Shakespeare Memorial Theatre in Stratford-upon-Avon. By March 1961, the extent of Hall's ambition for this new company had become clear, and said company became formally known as the Royal Shakespeare Company. It is no small claim to say that much of the company's reputation and success is down to the teaching and brilliance of John Barton, whose gift for understanding verse was unrivalled. If you'd like a taste, I suggest you seek out the particularly helpful and entertaining TV series he made in 1982. It was called Playing Shakespeare, and in it, Barton works with several key actors from the Royal Shakespeare Company on how to speak and perform Shakespeare's language, offering the clear, helpful and unfussy insights that capture and characterise his great genius. As well as teaching and television, Barton was himself a director of considerable talent, and was particularly noted for his versions of Troilus and Cressida. And it was from him that many of us learned that that's how you pronounce the male title character's name. Barton was no stranger to epic adaptation either. Among his great successes were his condensations of the various history plays that constitute both The Hollow Crown and The War of the Roses. There's a great little story, indeed, that explains that he invented a number of passages of text to link various scenes in these adaptations. His command of blank verse was so good, and his understanding of Shakespeare's vocabulary so precise, that when a certain academic was studying the text, they were convinced that these pieces were heretofore undiscovered jewels by the bard himself, rather than those new pieces written by Professor Barton. Besides his extraordinary contribution to Shakespeare and Shakespearean performance, Barton also did much to revive interest in ancient Greek stories and ideas. He created not one, but two mammoth ten-hour adaptations of the stories of Greek tragedy. The first was his version of the Trojan War, subtly titled The Greeks, built primarily from the surviving plays of Euripides. It was co-written, or constructed, in collaboration with the playwright Kenneth Cavender, and it was staged by the Royal Shakespeare Company in the early 1980s. Eventually, it went so far as to be translated into Japanese, and Yukio Ninagawa, himself a subject of an earlier bonus episode here, directed it as a commentary on the 20th century at the turn of the millennium. At around the same time, Barton was himself back with the Greeks, 20 years after his first 10-hour cycle, creating another 10-play version directed this time by Peter Hall. This version was referred to as the Epic of the Lost Bits. The cycle, called Tantalus, was again about the Trojan War, this time refracted through lesser-known Greek characters and mythologies. 
John Barton directed Hamlet for television, starring Michael Pennington. The actor went on some years later to write a very helpful user's guide to the play. Some years after the television adaptation, Barton was interviewed on the Southbank show in London and gave this rather splendid account of the demands required of the prince. He must have the capacity to be noble and gentle, but also brutal and coarse. He has to be obviously full of passion, but able to stand on his own passion and be objective about it. He has to have a strong sense of irony, wit, humour. He has to have a deep intellectual energy. He has to have a very volatile temperament, so that you never know what he's going to be like from one moment to the next. The demands, he concluded, are huge. John Barton would have been 90 in late 2018. The Royal Shakespeare Company has announced that their autumn production of his beloved Troilus and Cressida will be dedicated to his memory. I'll sign off with a line from playing Shakespeare that I wrote down while watching it for the first time, and one that tends to crop up in just about everything I do. It sounds easy, but of course it takes great genius to achieve it. He said, Though we are exploring something complex, we ought to make it simple. Words to live by, indeed. <laughs>